There has been in the last two decades a significant increase in people suffering from mental illnesses and disorders. In the 20 years that I spent in Catholic schools, I have seen a steady increase in young people afflicted with all sorts of disorders, from anxiety disorders and depression to disruptive behaviors. While it is true, and it's a positive thing, that we might be more open to understanding mental illnesses these days, I believe it is also true that society's neglect of prayer and awareness of God have only exacerbated the problem. St. Paul is a great psychologist. In today's epistle to the Philippians, we find three principles of Pauline psychology. Prayer, peace, and pondering. Listen again to what St. Paul says. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, well, you might say that sounds really nice, but how do we apply this to real life? What does St. Paul mean when he exhorted us to have no anxiety? First of all, to have no anxiety does not mean don't worry, be happy. It doesn't mean not to prepare or plan for the future. Rather, it means to entrust everything, all of our anxieties to God. Not just subconsciously or as an afterthought, but consciously, deliberately, verbally in prayer. Let me say that again. To have no anxiety means to entrust everything to God consciously, deliberately, and verbally in prayer. Why is this important? Why is it important for us to articulate and deliberately verbalize our anxieties in prayer? Because our words to God are important. Words give shape and solidity to our thoughts. When we pray, we are deliberately thinking about our thoughts and turning them to words. We commit ourselves to our words. Words are good. Words are helpful. Our words strengthens our prayer. When I was in college, I went through some difficult and challenging times. And along with therapy, I made sure that I prayed every day about those things in my life that I was struggling with. And I can still remember to this day, 20 years later, the many words that I spoke to God in prayer. As painful as those difficult times were in my life, 
I remember the healing and the peace that I experienced in articulating and putting into words my prayers to God. Whether your prayer is a prayer of praise or a prayer of thanksgiving or a prayer of supplication or petition or that of an anguish or sorrow, it is important to speak your words to God. Don't just be vague. Because when you deliberately speak your words to God, God pays more attention. Why? Because you have to think about your words. You have to choose them freely and deliberately. You have to orient your thoughts and feelings to God. This is why Christ gave us specific words in the Lord's Prayer. This is why the rosary, which is based on sacred scriptures, is a powerful and perfect prayer. Because the words are good. God created us to be able to speak. And the words we speak to God are powerful. Prayer relieves our anxiety. When we are anxious, anxiety appears reasonable. Often our anxieties are natural and they make sense to us. But anxiety is never necessary if we trust in God. Because God is infinitely powerful, infinitely wise, and infinitely good. St. Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 8, we know that everything, that in everything God works for good with those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. If God is for us, who can be against us? What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. If God is all-powerful, He can do anything He wills. And if He is all good, He loves us and will only will our best good. And if God is all-wise, He knows exactly what that best good is. And He makes no mistakes. Therefore, being anxious is unreasonable and unnecessary because anxieties do not often paint the bigger picture and the bigger truth about us, about our world, and about God's plan. Anxiety is like a fog that blinds us. It's not a light that guides us, and it is not from God. St. Ignatius of Loyola tells us that one of the ways we can discern the Spirit of God and distinguish it from our fallen spirit is this. The Spirit of God is always the Spirit of consolation, never the Spirit of desolation. Consolation and peace are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. They are like God's fingerprint. Desolation tempts us to despair, and to despair is never the work of God. 
God is the God who created everything real. And everything without exception is subject to His power and providence. As our Lord tells us in Matthew chapter 10, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Even the hairs of your head are all numbered, and not one of them will fall to the ground without your Father's will. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. God is in control of everything, both the good things that He loves and commands and the evil thing He hates but permits to happen. Nothing escapes God's divine providence. So, we can either choose to worry and be anxious, or we can trust. We can worry that God may not hear us or understand or love or respond to us, or we can trust. We can trust to have faith that God is God, that God knows us totally and loves us totally and is in control totally. We can trust that just as He did on the cross, He can bring good out of evil. We can trust that He can bring good out of our own daily crosses as well. I think sometimes we associate these attributes of God, faith, and trust into feelings. But to trust in God is not a feeling. Faith is not a feeling. Trust is a fact. It is knowing the truth and knowing with confidence that God takes us seriously. Let me say that again. To trust God is knowing the truth and knowing with confidence that God takes us seriously. Look, when you and I put our money in the bank, there's an implicit trust between us and the bank that our money will be safe, no matter how we might feel about the economy or no matter what we might feel about the banking industry. Well, how much more should we trust in God? Here's the paradox. If the reason we pray is because we simply want to feel good and feel better about things or about ourselves, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, when, when, when we are motivated by prayer because we want to feel good, then what we're really asking from God is a pill to make us feel better. The object of our prayer in those instances is not God, but to get the pill to make us feel good. It's like you going to the doctor, you want to get the pills, but you don't really care about what's wrong with you. That's what we do sometimes in our prayer. We almost idolize our feelings. But if we are praying because we want to believe, we want to trust in God, and we want to confess our faith in Him, then you know what's going to happen? The feelings of relief and peace will actually come. Once we stop idolizing the feelings that we want, then God will give us whatever feelings He sees are best for us. 
How so? What will God give us? He will give us something better than feelings. He will give us His presence in our soul. And you know what? That's the peace of the world cannot give. It's the peace that surpasses all understanding. How is it that the martyrs could have peace when they were about to be eaten by lions? Their persecutors saw only the lions, but the Christians knew and can see the God behind the lions. When the anxieties of life overwhelm us, let us be like those Christians who are facing the jaws of death. Don't look at the lions in your life. Look to Christ and let us choose to love and trust in the God who cannot be mocked nor be deceived. And here's a beautiful prayer that you and I can always say when we're feeling overwhelmed by our anxieties. And it's the prayer that our Lord taught St. Faustina. There are five words. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.